Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and this is Craig Wessels coming to you live from Sandusky, Ohio on a yank to the footy, excuse me, a yank on the footy. Jeez, I should know my own podcast name now, shouldn't I? And uh, before we get any further there, which we've not made it very far as right now, I did want to mention for those of you who have not had a chance to check it out, you should check out the new website, yankonthefooty.com. It is a, uh, I think, a very significant upgrade to the podcast in terms of getting uh, information out to people, being able to share my views. There's a blog on there, so I'm really excited about that. I put a couple of posts on there already, so that has been an absolute uh, wonderful thing there. Uh, I'm, I've, I've enjoyed having that uh, avenue to go ahead and provide information there, so that's been great. Uh, so have really enjoyed that. Uh, busy week in uh, footy this week with round one of the men's comp and round eight of the uh, the women's comp with the women finishing up their uh, their regular season next weekend. And we'll, we'll get into their tips uh, for this week. I uh, had a chance to go on Donnie Hess's show yesterday and talk about round eight and get into the tips a little bit for round nine. Uh, some some fantastic matchups with some really significant uh, um, ramifications on the finals on the women's side. I mean, the top six are pretty much locked up, but who's playing who and who is getting the opportunity to uh, to get a week off? Because for those of you who don't follow the AFLW very closely, only six clubs make finals out of the 14 clubs, and the top two get a bye week. And at this point in time in the year, now you've gone nine weeks, may not be the worst thing in the world to be able to have that week off to get, let your body recuperate, to get healed back up and get ready to go play that next round of finals there. So not an awful thing right there. So it's a, uh, I guess, great opportunity for that to be going on then. So, but what I wanted to do today is I wanted to spend some time with uh, looking at the, uh, the, the games of this past weekend. Um, and uh, talk a little bit about what went on at those games. I see I've got uh, one person on there. Let's ride 34. Thanks for coming on there. I appreciate it. I think I know who that is. I believe that is a young man from the state of Texas, if I'm not mistaken. How are you, sir? Good to have you on board. Remember, you can... Uh... I'm trying to get the messages to show up here. Good to hear. Remember, you can come on live if you want to. You pop your email address into that list right there. I can go ahead and add you in there if you want to come on live there. So you let me know if you want to do that, and we'll uh, we'll get you on here, and we'll talk a little. Well, we can kind of commiserate because uh, things didn't go very well for the Cats this past week, uh, and they just got worse yesterday, as a matter of fact, as well. So, uh, yeah. You know, it's a, it was a great week, uh, you know, looking back at the games of this past weekend. And I figure we'll go ahead and take a look at uh, the, uh, let me go ahead and copy your email in there real quickly. And we'll go ahead and pop that in there and do, 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 do. And there we go. It should be coming to you right now there, sir. So we'll get you on there in just a second. Uh I believe this is Jameson, if I'm not mistaken here. 
So we'll have him hop on here. But wanted to look at the games from last week in both the AFL, like I said, and the AFLW. And you know, the, the big thing, of course, the news out of the, the the game this week is, of course, Patty Dangerfield's uh, significant uh, suspension this year. Uh, the the three games that he's going to be missing, which are going to be Brisbane and Melbourne are two of those games, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't remember off the top of my head who the third game is against. I think it's, I think he might be coming back for North Melbourne, but uh, I know it's Brisbane and Melbourne for sure that he would be missing. But after that, I'm not exactly positive where it would be. Let me see here while I'm looking at this right now. Um, yeah, so Brisbane and then, uh, oh, Hawthorne. That's right. Okay. So, does not bode very well for the Cats getting uh, getting out to a strong start this year. You know, you're you're miss- missing Mitch Duncan right now as well. You're missing Jeremy Cameron, which we're going to talk about here uh, shortly as well, too, uh, in terms of how much did they actually miss him during this uh, this first round. You know, so let's dive into the women's games out here, first of all, folks, and take a look at what happened this past week. You know, we saw the uh, we saw that the the rounds just about coming to an end. Okay. And we had some, some fantastic results. Uh, of course, you know, Brisbane is sitting up in the number one spot right now at seven and one Collingwood seven and one. Yeah. Brisbane has a huge matchup this week. They've got Melbourne. They're six and two sitting in the number five spot. You know, could they possibly jump up if they uh, did well enough? Possibly, but they are 67 points behind the percentage uh, behind Fremantle in the number four spot. And Fremantle got great news today because Kara Miller uh, had her suspension reduced to, I think, a $400 fine. And she's now going to be able to play this weekend and, and you know, possibly win the, uh, I'm not sure if they, I don't think they call it the Women's Brownlow. I think it's just the, the Coaches Award. Uh, but she has been phenomenal this year, an absolute tackling machine. I think she could probably get herself six or eight tackles a game during the uh, the men's games if she, if she was playing in the men's comp as well. She's just a phenomenal player. Doesn't score a lot, but definitely gets the ball back for her club. So, yeah, Brisbane and, and uh, Collingwood are sitting at uh, one and two at uh, seven and one. They're a point and a half difference in terms of their percentage, also 218 and a half to 217. So there's definitely some wiggle room there. Collingwood has to go on the road and play an extraordinarily tough Adelaide team. Adelaide's won four out of five. They had a little bit of a clunker a couple weeks ago, but they're sitting right up there as well, at, you know, with 210.7 on the percentage as well. So, I mean, you've got four clubs above 200% in the, uh, in the percentage, you know, Fremantle's at 200, 200.6 and the number four spot, they're six and two. And then you drop down to Melbourne at uh, 133.9 at, uh, at six and two in the fifth spot. And then the kangaroos are five and three. Now the kangaroos, they have, you know, some possible concern, but not a whole heck of a lot of concern because, you know, again, they've got a 147.3 percentage. They're five and three. Carlton is four and four. Carlton has to play GWS. GWS is, uh, you know, they've won their last two, but they'd lost two prior to that. So there's, they're going to have to really pour it on. And then they're going to have to hope that Fremantle knocks off the ruse. As well, you know, and Fremantle may decide, you know what, we're we're set in the four spot. Maybe we want to just stay right here. 
play a home match, maybe rest some players like they do in the NFL when a team has a playoff spot wrapped up. Who knows? I talked about that on uh, on Donnie's podcast the other day. I thought that might be a possibility. But, you know, it's been an absolute joy watching the, the women's comp this year. And it's something that I've touted time and time again on my podcast. And whenever I get a chance to on somebody else's podcast, I want to bring that up as well because it's been it's been noticeably improved in terms of the quality of play between this year and the previous year. Because last year you saw a bit of a dip because you added four new clubs. And as, as I've said, I'm not sure they had four clubs worth of talent ready to go to go with those new clubs. So they were not sure, you know, if that was going to be, you know, feasible for that, for the 2020 season, but 2021, the the women's comp has impressed. There've been some phenomenal players. You know, you've got some great young talent in, in a lot of clubs, you know, the Bulldogs have got some great talent, but they've struggled here down the stretch. They've run into a bit of a buzzsaw. They've lost three in a row. Uh, to kind of fade away. They were they were four and one at one time, and now they're four and four. Their percentages dropped way off, and they're they're playing a a really good Richmond club this year or this last round. And uh, Frode, I don't know if you've listened to Donnie's podcast yet or not, or if you've watched it, but uh, I have to tell you, man, I I tipped Richmond in this game. I just thought they've got the momentum going in here. They've won two in a row. They've won three out of four. They 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 learned how to win at the expense of Geelong a few weeks ago. And I think that uh, that they might just go ahead and, and knock out another victory this week. So, you know, that's that's what I was thinking was going to be going on there. You know, we saw we saw a phenomenal performance uh, with you know uh, Darcy Vessio with uh, five goals against uh, in in her game this past week, and I, I think that that is going to be yeah you know, something that. Uh, she might have an opportunity to do something like that again this week if her club is really trying to to pad the scoring uh, because they need to add on as much percentage as they can because they're they're over 19 points behind the ruse. So they need the ruse to lose and they need to score themselves a lot of points. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think that GWS realizes they have an opportunity to be a spoiler here. Okay. Now, if I remember correctly, if we looked at the schedule, I believe that the uh, that the ruse play a couple of days ahead of time, so you know Carlton will know ahead of time. Yeah, the ruse play at on our time at our time here in the states. They play Saturday evening at ten ten, okay, and Carlton doesn't play until one ten Sunday morning our time. So they play a few hours later. Okay. Um, that doesn't seem right. I guess that does seem right. 10, 10 p.m. Okay. Uh, so they're going to have like a day in advance to, to know what's going to go on there. So if if the uh, Dockers lose, then it doesn't matter what Carlton does because then Carlton is going to be, be out of the six. Okay. They can then, I guess, let it all hang out and try to, you know, run up the score as much as they can and score as many points as they possibly can. Uh, you know, see if Darcy Vessio can get 11 goals and get the uh, the all-time single-game record. But, you know, it's uh, – it, you know, there is a little bit of competition still going on there because you've, st- you've still got to be concerned about who is going to be getting that bye week because Adelaide could jump up into that spot. Okay, Adelaide is playing Collingwood 
in Adelaide at uh, I think it's Norton Oval. If I'm not mistaken, is the name of the uh, is the name of the uh, the park that they play at. And, uh, and they got thumped there a few weeks ago by Fremantle, but since then they played a couple games there, and they have just been they've been like a machine. And you know, any as Donnie mentioned the other day on his show, any any club that's got Aaron Phillips playing for them, you're you got a lot going for you because she's a phenomenal player and she's going to, in many cases, she's going to help wheel her teammates across the finish line, if you will. So again, you got Brisbane playing Melbourne this week. I, I went ahead and tipped Brisbane in this game because I think Brisbane is, you know, they're going to want to solidify their spot with a bye week. They don't want to have anything slide. They don't want to lose a game uh, and drop out possibly of the top two because if, if they were to lose, even if Collingwood lost to uh, Adelaide, they would also have two losses. But if they lost by a significant amount, their percentage could drop below Collingwood's. They'd have to play in the first round of finals. So I, I think Brisbane's going to do everything they possibly can to win. You know, they've won four in a row. Melbourne's won three in a row. This is a this is a clash of the Titans matchup here. And Melbourne's got a chance to jump up, you know, possibly into the uh, well. They're probably going to stay in the five spot, but they could, you know, they could jump up in uh, a little bit. Should some of the clubs ahead of them lose, they could possibly jump up to four. If Fremantle loses. I guess they could jump up to three if Adelaide loses as well. But they, you know, they're not going to be getting a bye week, but they could get themselves a home match for sure. Right now, they'd be playing on the road. If it ended today, they'd be going to play uh, against Fremantle. And I'm not sure if they play a finals game. I hope they'll play a finals game at Optus Stadium. I think if they're going to do that, they ought to, they ought to be able to you know put as many supporters in the seats as they possibly could. Hopefully, they could they would put it in uh, at Optus. Okay, so again, Brisbane and free, and Brisbane and Melbourne. I'm going with Brisbane in that game. The next game that weekend, and again, this is one that really doesn't matter in terms of the standings. It's just more of a pride game. Uh, you've got uh, the Bulldogs and the Tigers, and as I mentioned, I am going to go with the Tigers in this game. I just think that they're they're playing at a a confident level. I wouldn't say at a high level, but they're playing fun. They're playing positive footy. They're excited with how things are going. And, and I think they're, that's a club right there that does not want the season to end. Okay. I think what they want to have happen is they want round nine to end this week and they want to start, start round one of 2022 next week because this club has learned how to win and they've got some talent there that could, that could, certainly develop into a pretty decent club. And let, let's just be honest here. The Tigers seem to have pretty good clubs when they're, they're playing footy in recent years anyway. So the third game this weekend coming up, you've got, uh, you've got North and you've got Frio. So you got, you got the Ruse and you got the Dockers. Now, when I, when I uh, tipped this game yesterday with Donnie, this was before the decision was handed down about Kara Bowers. Okay. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, I tipped North in this game. Because I thought this was a game that North, you know, really needed to have to secure their position. That Fremantle wasn't going to make a whole lot of difference. But again, Fremantle could still possibly bump up into a bye week position. So they may want to, they, they may go great guns and try to get themselves into a position where they're able to, to go ahead and be a top two team, get that bye week. So now that Kier Bowers is playing, I've gone ahead and decided to switch my tip from North to Frio. And I think I said that yesterday, that if, if she's playing, 
that that's who I was going to go for. So this isn't really much of a cop out on my part. It's just kind of a clarification of what I had had decided yesterday. Okay. And the next game this weekend, this is the barn burner. This is the game of the week. It is the game that everyone is looking forward to. The heck with those top six teams. We don't care where they're going to end up. We've got to find somebody to get a win this year. Okay. And we've got Geelong and Gold Coast. Both of them are winless. Their percentages combined would would find themselves in the number 11 position on the ladder combined out of 14. You got a 34 and a half and a 32. It's uh, not good. Not good at all. Okay. Now, the Cats have been absolutely devastated by injuries this year. Yeah, and to a degree, the Suns have as well, but the Cats have just, they just cannot stay healthy at all. They've, they've, they've played hard, but their midfield has just, has just been ripped up. The defense has done a, a, a yeoman's effort. They have really worked hard, but they're always playing defense. They're not getting the ball out of the defensive 50, and it ends up being a situation where clubs get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to keep the ball inside 50 and score. And it's just that one split second, you know, lack of attention to detail, or I looked this way and the ball went this way, or I looked that way and the ball went the other way. And it's not anything that they're necessarily doing wrong, but as, as, and this is just a vernacular that I hear used uh, during the games, they are continuously under the pump. And I really like that line. I, yeah, I'm a public address announcer here in the States. I can't wait to use that during a a game here and announcing a soccer game here in the States and just have everybody in the stands look up at me like, what the hell are you talking about? And then maybe I'll get to explain it after the game to them. So again, I, I'm going to go with Geelong in this game because I probably should go Gold Coast because it's a home game, but it's the last game of the season. Both of them are winless. I'm a Geelong supporter. I'm going with the Cats. Sue me. Okay. What are they going to do? Come take my podcast away from me? Are they going to take my membership from me if they if I support the other club? I don't know, but I'm going with the Cats in this game. I think the Cats win this one, okay? At least I hope they do. Then we've got Carlton and GWS. And as I'd said before, I think Carlton takes this game, and I think they're going to try to break the scoreboard, okay? I think they're going to put more pressure on GWS or as much pressure on them as they possibly can and put as many points on the board as they possibly can. And it might end up working out for them. We shall see. Okay. We shall see. So just had a couple more folks, uh, join us here. Thanks for stopping in. Glad you're here with us. Uh, we've been going through the, uh, the fixture for round nine in the AFLW this week here. And the last game of the round is uh, West coast and St. Kilda and, I'm tempted to go with West Coast in this game simply because they're they're playing at home. Hi Tony, how are you sir? Glad you glad you joined us here. I'm I'm glad you weren't here when I uh when I tipped uh the Lions to beat the D's in AFLW uh this weekend. I just think they're going to try to hang on to that top spot in the uh on the ladder. But St. Kilda and West Coast I tipped St. Kilda, and I'm not exactly sure why I have done it, because they're playing in Perth. But St. Kilda's lost four in a row. And I went ahead and uh, 
Oh, looks like Tony's going to be hopping on here, and he's going to tell me he's uh. There we go. Let's go ahead and pop him on there. Hello there, Tony. Craig, how you doing? I am good, sir. I'm good. Sorry, I got a barking dog here. Oh, that's okay. I'm minor, minor in the, in the bedroom with my wife watching television. So. Yeah. So, uh, what was that? You chipped Brisbane to beat Melbourne, huh? Uh, in the uh, in the women's comp in round nine. Yes, I did. Because uh, oh, okay. I think Brisbane's you know they've won four in a row. The D's have won three in a row. I mean, this is going to be one heck of a matchup, and you know the uh, you know the, the D's could possibly move up to. I think, and I'd have to do the math here. So bad, I don't think they can. Yeah, too much higher. Right, right. Um, I mean, if they got to seven and two, you know, they're they're probably not going to get any higher than fourth. They could possibly move up, move up to fourth, if uh, the Ruse beat Fremantle. They'll be tough to beat at at Casey Field. I don't think they've lost there this year, so uh, it'll be a good one. They've had a tough run home, and uh, give them a lot of credit for. Yeah, it's um, been a. uh, it's been a a really good uh, as I was saying early on. I said it's been a great season, uh, and and the women's comp has improved so much between last year and this year. And it, and I mentioned on uh, somebody else's. It might, it might have been mine, but I think I mentioned on Tony's uh, Tony uh, Donnie Hess's podcast the other day that uh, that if you're if you're one of those footy fans who is, you know, kind of, you know, being, I don't want to say being misogynist at all, but just kind of being like a stick in the mud, you know, I refuse to watch women's footy. Watch some of these clubs play, you know, go watch, uh, go watch, go watch Kira Bowers play. And you'll go, I was wrong. Yeah. It's been fun. I've been watching a lot of games, not just Melbourne. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Brisbane's probably been the other team that I've followed the most. Um uh, watching games so it'll be a good one and um then uh, off to the finals and uh it's i think it's anyone's anyone's championship or premiership here in the end i think it's uh it'll be fun to see the next few oh, weeks and i think so yeah and it's you know you know adelaide has got an opportunity to get themselves a bye week if they can knock out collingwood and they're playing them at home yes you know so that's and you know any any club that's got you know uh it's got Aaron Phillips playing for him. They're probably going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I no, think that's going to be really good for him. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's so much footy to watch. I'm, I'm struggling yeah. to fit it all in right now. Exactly. I, I'm watching a lot of games after the fact. I, uh, I watched uh, yesterday. Oh, which game was I watching yesterday? I can't even remember now. Uh, oh, heck. Which one was it? It was the. Was it Hawthorne? I think it was Hawthorne and Essendon that I watched yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, st- I still have not watched the uh, the Port Adelaide North Melbourne game yet. Uh, so that's going to be, um, and I actually have some really cool news about that. I've been I've still been trying to uh, line up a couple of supporters from different clubs to come on. Yeah. And I had uh, I don't know if you know James Henderson from down with the North Texas group, with the North Texas Devils group. No, um, I don't. Okay, new, yeah. New club started up here. Well, he reached out to his brother, who reached out to someone, who reached out to someone, <laughs> and uh, I have, uh, I believe it's uh, Donald. Is it Donald McDonald that played for the yeah, Bruce? Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, yeah. he's going to be coming on here in the next few days, which oh, is like, fun. I just, I, I'm just amazed that 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 people are are you know. 
folks that I've not had the opportunity to meet are, are kind of putting forth an effort like that to say, Hey, you know what? We kind of like what you're doing. And, and, you know, we'll, we're going to give you a little bit of a, a, an assist here in trying to get you, um, you know, get you this opportunity to talk to somebody like this. Cause I guess he works in the, uh, in the ruse, uh, customer service with, uh, with the, the membership folks and, you know, sure. interacts with members and that type of thing. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good player. Oh, yeah. It was it's just, it's just, it's phenomenal that, that folks are doing that. So yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm really excited about that. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I think people, I think the Australians particularly, uh, just thrilled to hear your, um, your, your, uh, level of ex- interest and excitement and energy for the game. And, um, uh, and so, yeah, I think that they'll, they'll yeah. do anything they can to help. Yeah. So, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little bummed out after the news, uh, about Patty Dangerfield today, but that, that is what it is. Um, he kind of yes. brought that on himself, but, uh, yeah, I think it's the, uh, it's the final sort of, uh, you know, line that was crossed. I think they're now just not going to tolerate anything that's head high. Um, yeah. that it's, it's obviously we've seen it here in the States with the NFL. Um, right, right. Yeah. Right. The AFL is just scared of what's coming, you know, and, uh, you know, with the CTE issues and concussion just as a, as a whole. So I think it's this Patty, you know, I think, you know, he was a bit unfortunate. It was unfortunate that, you know, it just, the clash of heads uh, caused the damage it did, but I think yeah. they're just trying to get rid of that action yeah, um, completely. And he's the, uh, he unfortunately he's- was the, the um, victim or the circumstance, not the victim so much, but the kind of the culprit this week. And right. Right. And, and they, uh, and, and they're behind the eight ball right now. I mean, they've got, uh, there's, they so could find themselves in a Melbourne game, yeah, in three weeks. Um, he's, which he's gonna miss Hawthorne, he's gonna miss Brisbane this week, yeah. So, they gotta this will be interesting. Was it Brisbane, Geelong, uh, Brisbane, Geelong this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, no team has ever won the flag from zero two. Great, well, so one of those, <laughs> yes, one of those clubs is gonna, you know, what maybe they'll play to a draw. Oh, you never know. Right. That would make uh, me feel a whole heck of a lot better there. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't know if Mitch Duncan's going to be back this week. You know, Jeremy Cameron, most assuredly, is not going to be back yet. No. And, you know, and, and I wonder, and, and, and I, and this, I was going to get to talking about their game here in a moment, yeah, I but I might as well your, do it. Uh, schedule here, so I just thought I'd chime in, you know. No, that's okay. I just, I'm, I don't have, I mean, I, I've got jotted down some things about each of the games from last week, and I just have my tips for, for this round that I was going to get into, but, uh, you know, that's, that's really all I was getting, was going to be doing with this episode here today. And I just, you know, I think that, like I said, Patty, as you were saying, you know, Patty Dangerfield, I think he made the decision that, uh, to do what he did. And it's, and it's going to, it's going to cost him of course, but it's going to, it's going to cost a club as well. You know, and it's, yeah. it, that's, that is another one of the, and he's not necessarily part of the leadership group, but he's one of the guys who's, you know, to, to paraphrase, uh, to paraphrase uh, the dad from, uh, you know, a Christmas story, you know, he's a major award winner. If yeah. you've ever seen that movie where he gets yeah, the leg lamp, yeah. uh, you know, he's this is a Brownlow winner. You got, you know, you got you go back to twenty eight was it twenty eighteen? Um, you know, Tom Hawkins, if he keeps his elbow to himself, 
Yeah. He's not he's not suspended the the game against Richmond. Maybe they beat Richmond. Well, I you saw know. a stat today that um I think I can't remember the time period it's but it's over the last say five years. I think it was recent years. I, I know which one you're uh, gonna say. Yep. The most suspended team yeah. um, by games was yes. long. Yeah, I saw that. It was like well, sixty it, games or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I did see that. And it's just it's it's crazy that and 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 they're just they're dumb things in most yeah, cases. They are dumb things. Yeah. They're they're just you know there's not um, it it's it's not it's not Andrew Gaff, you know, uh, going after young Mr. Brayshaw and, you know, trying to knock out every filling the kid ever had. Right, right. You know, it's, it's just throwing a, throwing a stupid elbow here, you know, not pulling up when you probably had maybe an opportunity to, you know, I don't know. If, if he – you know much more about the game than I do. Let me ask you this question. If, if Patty Dangerfield went in – and as he's making contact there, if he if he kind of bent over at about a ninety degree angle, where he kind of just cross checked uh, the the Adelaide player and kind of folded him over at the waist, is he playing this week? Do you think? Uh, probably. I think this is the the big debate. Is as a player, it's ingrained in you from a very young age to sort of finish those bumps, right? And uh-huh. and it's and it happens in such a very short amount of time and you're playing, you know, you're playing and Patty's an aggressive player, not dirty. And there was no malice in it, but it was split second. And it was in his case, it was just unfortunate that he caught, he, it was a head clash. Right. Um, I think of it, if it's a little bit lower waist high or even shoulder, he's, he's probably fine. Um, and this is where it comes in that Nick Rewald, I think, commented on this yesterday that it now it's not so much the the bumping action frontal or uh, that now they've they've drawn the line on it. Anything head high is, is gonna you're gonna get weeks. Yeah. But now that's the grading of what happened to the player you hit. So you have the Zach Williams scenario, he gave the example where in the pre in the practice match, the Carlton right, right. player he did this. He actually did it with intent. Whereas I don't think Dangerfield did. So Williams did it with intent. Left the ground. Yeah. Lays just grazed the 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 um the the player for the bull. I think they play. I forget who it was. I think it might have been the Bulldogs. Um, and the guy didn't. He got a week, right? And because mm-hmm. the guy didn't really have a great deal of. There wasn't a lot of injury to the to the recipient. And so now you're grading the outcome and. Mm-hmm. That necessarily doesn't change that that you know so that's more bad luck and that's what I think to answer your question, Patty, you know they got to get rid of what he did as a as an action but he yeah, got yeah. he was unlucky in in that the recipient of the bump he got him high and broke his nose you know and yeah and no one wants to see that right so I think well. Well, you know, nobody so, wants it so to happen. Yeah, nobody wants it to all... happen, but I'm sure there are some people that want to see it happen. <laughs> well, right. And, and I mean, I grew up in, you know, my, my era was playing and watching was the yeah. 80s, which right. if you ever yes. go watch those classic 80s. Eight, the 89 uh, grand final. Watch any of the, I mean, yeah, the 89, it was a bloodbath, you know, right. and, and, uh, and it was, that, but that's a bygone era. And, um, and, and there's plenty of, physicality in the in modern footy you don't need you don't need those 
those actions um, anymore. Uh, I don't, and I think they're just gonna they're just gonna crack down on it. So Patty just happened to be the you know the kind of the final straw. I think. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's tough for Geelong because he's they the poster look child. Super sluggish. Oh, so did Brisbane. You know. Yeah. They, well, that's that's the only that's the only uh, that's the only positive. And you know the, the the crazy thing is, is that you know who who knew that that round two's game of the week was going to be at the Sydney uh, Sydney Cricket Ground this week with the the crows and the the crows and the swans. I mean, that, to me that to me that's the game of the week. You've got you got you know you've got the uh, the rebirth of uh, Tex Walker, and you have the, the return of the possibly the last guy that's going to kick a thousand goals in this game in Buddy yeah. Franklin. Yeah, yeah so. it's uh, it will be a fun game to watch. It, it, I want to say just how fun it was to see the forwards like Tex and mm-hmm. Oscar Allen, and um, you know, uh, there's great many examples. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, strong open mark, you know, marking areas for for them to run into, you know, open field to run into, and and um, you know, it just brought back sort of the sort of the yesteryear of Dunstall and Lockett and yeah and and those guys where they just yeah I don't know if we'll get a hundred goal kicker any anymore but you know uh it's it's very much uh, uh an open game at the moment and uh it's fun to see I just can't wait for Ben Brown to come back uh you know it's <laughs> well, that'll be fun for the D supporters I'm I'm gonna. I, like I said, like when you and I spoke, I'm gonna have to get a D's hat so he'll wave at me as he runs by the house. It <laughs> <laughs> was such a good line. Everyone, a lot of people who listen to the podcast comment on that to me. They're like, they love the fact that you knew that about his his run up. Yeah, know, and it was it it that line went over very well. I wonder. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I and maybe it has. But I, I cannot believe that somebody has not turned that into some sort of a, you know, his run up has not been turned into some sort of a like a a digitized GIF where yeah. he's, you know, where he's, you know, he's running up, running up on the ball and he's got like you know, all sorts of like little characters, you know, on, on the sides as he goes by waving at him as he goes by. I think that would be <laughs> hilarious. You know, you can have him, you know, he could he could be running past, you know, the. uh you know, every like every group of people, you know, every every nationality across yeah, the continent of Europe, or something like right, that. Yeah, the seven yeah. wonders. You know, it would be. Uh, that, the, yes, exactly. It's yeah. well, funny. Funny you mentioned. You know, you mentioned Egypt there. You know, with the with the uh, the pyramid and such. I just sent a note to my son tonight. Uh, you know, he. Uh, you know, he's an officer in the navy, and I I sent him a note that I saw on Twitter that there's one of those uh, a 400 meter long container ship that stuck sideways in the Suez canal right now. Oh, wow. They got turned sideways and got stuck in the, in the canal. And, he, and he's like, huh? oh. he's like, how the hell does that happen? It's, right. Well, maybe Austin powers was driving it. Uh, Didn't they, know uh, that. The, oh yeah. I just saw that today. It's, and there are just, you know, there are ships bottlenecked at, at both ends of the canal that are just, you know, that, container ships that are trying to get through, you know, there you've got dozens of them that are in like one of the open areas inside the canal, then dozens at the Northern part of the Red Sea that are trying to, to get in there. And it's, yeah, it, it was interesting because it, you, know, you can look at the, uh, it's kind of like a flight monitor thing, but it's for shipping as well. So you can see where all these ships are and you could zoom in on it. You could see that there were like seven or eight tugboats that had been pushing on it, trying to get it turned in the right direction. So. Oh, I hate to be the so, driver that got that. Stuff. Oh, 
I said, you know, and I told him, and maybe it's just my morbid thought here, and I hope I'm flat out wrong, but you know, I I think we're kidding ourselves if we don't think that human trafficking happens. Yeah. That I I hope to God there's you know if that nobody is in one of those containers if they get stuck in there for days and days and days. I mean, it's just it's. I, I like I said, I hope it's not happening, but it no. It, I I'd be lying. Yeah. I'd be lying to myself if it did, if I didn't say it was happening. Right. So especially down that neck of the woods. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Pretty. Well, you you have been in the U.S. for a while. You've been in Minnesota for a while. If you're using neck of the woods. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so which which numbered lake do you live near up there then? That's right. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, number nine thousand seven hundred fifty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so I we, I interrupted you. You were you were doing your uh, AFLW picks. Is that? Where yeah. You were well, at? I I got to the last one. The last one was uh, St Kilda and West Coast, and I and I for some reason was tipping. I tipped St Kilda, and I'm not exactly sure why because they've lost four in a row, and they're pl- they're playing in uh, they're playing in Perth, and the Eagles have won. You know, they've won two two of their last four. So I don't know exactly why I tipped St Kilda, but I did, and I guess I'm going to stick with that. So just a hunch on my part, I guess. Yeah, uh, they, both of they've been they've been a bit inconsistent. So is West Coast. Um, yeah, it's a dead rubber, so it sort of doesn't really have a lot of bearing on much of anything. But well, uh, but you know, part of it is is that you know, these young ladies are they're they're playing for a job for next year. Quite frankly, whether it's with their club right. or with another one, if they don't get a contract renewed, you know, it's like it, it's like in. You know, it's like in the NFL, you know, where, you know, players, they might be in a team. Hey, I'm a Browns fan. We we're, we finally have a, a pretty decent club right now, knock on wood. But, you know, you go back, you know, several years, you know, these guys have not been very good. But they also realize, you know what, if I don't if I don't show that I can perform, I'm not going to have a job next year. If yeah. I can't get it, if I couldn't get a job on the Browns. Good Lord, I uh, I'm not going right. to get a uh, I'm not going to get a win anywhere. Right. Or I'm not going to get yeah, a job no. anywhere. It's amazing, and a great point. And you got all these young, young, talented, you know, f- gals coming through the system uh, that are just going to come into the league next year. And I don't think they're planning on expanding just yet. Yeah, I think so, that sounds like you're going to hold off for another couple of years to give a. Yeah, so which I don't think is necessarily got, a bad idea. Right. So you got the you know Geelong and some of the teams on the bottom. You know Geelong and um, Gold Coast and and those those teams that you know will probably benefit from an influx of, of wonderful talent, you know, young talent, you know, cause that's been the difference I've noticed this year is just how many great young players uh, who have come into the league and yeah, they're yeah. just, you know, um, and, and you got the older, you know, the, you know, sort of the icons that have created, you know, that were the, in the, you know, the you know, beginnings of the AFW, AFLW that, uh, just hanging on to hopefully, you know, I look at Daisy Pierce with Melbourne and, right, right. you know, that you just hoping she can see some success, you know, cause it's not, you know, pretty soon, you know, she's, you know, she's going to run into that situation where she's, she's, you know, going to get passed by, you know, by the, by the youth of the league. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, it, you're that right. happens yeah, in every for, profession. <laughs> playing for rosters. Yeah. Roster yeah. Spots, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and again, it, you know, it, it can be an audition for another club, you know, yeah. so, you know, you got maybe, you've got maybe somebody who is, uh, you know, that maybe is part of the interchange with Collingwood, for example, or with Brisbane yep. who could possibly move into the starting 16 with gold coast or with Geelong next year. 
Sure. And, you know, and yeah. they may be out of contract and they may, you know, they may, and I've noticed there'd been a lot of, you know, significant amount of movement of, of players in, in between clubs in uh, the AFLW seems like a lot more than what happens in the AFL. Yeah. At I this point in time teams, you've had, uh, you know, some of the pioneer clubs like Melbourne and, and the Bulldogs and, uh, and even Brisbane, um, you know, they, they sent a lot of their, you know, early day, you know, a lot of their champion team or players uh, left and went to, went to other clubs and like rich, like, you know, uh, Katie Brennan went to Richmond from, from the Bulldogs. And right. you've had, a, it seems like you've had quite a few uh, uh, Brisbane players went to North and, um, you know, so I think you're right. And, and maybe that'll settle down um, over the next couple, three years. Um, but yeah, there was, has been a lot of movement um, and they're not getting paid, you know, like, you know, it's, it's still a, it's, you know, it's still a, it's a part-time job labor of love, love yeah. in a lot of yeah. ways, you know, so and it's uh, and and hopefully that changes a little bit. You know, I I think the fact that you've got uh, you've got more, you know, that they're, they're they're charging admission in for some of the you know for some of the adults to come to games now. That hopefully that's going to help a little bit. I think that that uh, you know with the improved play, I think you're also going to see maybe more of uh, an increase in membership for AFLW as well. Where yeah. you know where you know where maybe parents are buying, you know AFLW memberships for for their daughters, you know as you know birthday gifts, Christmas gifts, that type of thing. To that would be a great Christmas gift, wouldn't it? Season's getting ready to start right about that time. That's a. I'll yeah. tell you what I just I just did sh- I just did the shopping for for every parent <laughs> of every of every little girl between the age of about what five and sixteen. Yeah. On the continent, I just yeah. I did it. I just and well, I, I'm not wrapping the gifts, so somebody's gonna have to do that on their own. Yeah, but, well, you know, hopefully they'll have more games. You know, they'll expand the season a little bit. It'd be nice if everyone had a chance to play each team. Obviously, COVID yes, uh, yes, is is a factor this year too. But um, uh, you know, because I think West Coast ended up playing Fremantle twice. Uh, Weren't they lucky? Which, which accounts for sort of the, you know the Frio. Uh, percentage yes but you know i mean obviously you had to get a game in you know just to keep, right right you know um but you know that yeah so no it's been it's it'll be it'll be fun to see it you know see it play out here it's i, so, I can't i don't know who do so you think brisbane will win it is that careful you know i i don't know i i think that having uh, watched you know. them lately you know i i think may i think maybe the crows take it no oh. Yeah, I think the Crows might take it, um, and and I don't know, and, and I have to. I guess I have to look and see where they're even playing the final. Are they playing the fi- the the grand final at the MCG. No, okay, they, they haven't announced it yet. They, okay, uh, which is a bit of a frustration, I think, for everyone because, uh, you know, I think you'd consider that to be sort of a great location to have, you know, the you know the the conclusion of the season would be the MCG, but. Um, yeah, if, it, yeah, if it's if it's Bris if it's Brisbane and Fremantle or Adelaide and Fremantle or Adelaide and Brisbane, yeah. maybe that's not the best location then, just because no. you may yeah, not get the know. crowd. Yeah, I mean Adelaide, I think is one. Well, they're the you know, obviously the season got canceled last year, but right. they're the defending champ, I suppose. Um, they, uh, you know, Melbourne took it to them though 
a couple of weeks ago. It was a pretty convincing win, I thought. Um, but so depending if it's in Adelaide, yeah. I mean, if it's in Melbourne, maybe not. So yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You sort of got to wait till the finals come. You know, the the matchups show up and yeah. So see, what do you, do you think if they do you think if they extend the season, do they have more weeks overlap with the AFL? <laughs> Or do they start the season a little bit earlier? You just, it's, I find it hard to believe you could start earlier. I mean, the weather in Australia, you know, in Jan, you know, you'd have to start in January. I mean, it, it'd be just, I mean, talk about heat. Um, yeah. You know, I just can't imagine they would start. I got to think there'd be some overlap. I mean, they had okay. a double header the other day. They played, uh, Brisbane played North in the AFLW match, and then, then they, backed it up with the Brisbane Sydney um, men's match. So they should, they should have played see. those two games the other way around. Yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was kind of fun because as the fourth quarter was starting, you know, the, the, the number of fans showing up w- was growing and, you know, it was gotten a bit louder. Brisbane was playing well. And right. Um, so, yeah, I think the, uh, um, I think they, you know, maybe they would do more double headers and, and, and get the women out in front of the, you know, the crowds, you know, and again, you're right. I mean, they can certainly reverse the order too. Um, but I mean, it's, so yeah, I think you've got to just extend the season into the men's season a little bit. Well, I, I know they're trying not to overlap too much, but it's a winter sport. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's hard to play it in this dead. Or summer. they, or you could see where they, you know, they, they could actually play triple headers and you could play the, uh, you could play the, uh, the VFL game ahead of the women's game. Yeah. You know, or even play the women's game first and then the VFL, you know, sure. before the men's game then I, yeah. I don't know, but, but they, well, they might do something like that. You know, used to, I mean, and that's how they used to do it. They used to do the reserves, you know, the, 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 you know, this, when the Russes, the squads were larger, uh-huh. and they would they would play a curtain raiser. They would play the game, you know. So all the you know the B players, you know, the players that didn't make that, you know, the, the the first eighteen or twenty or whatever it was back in the day. So double headers or you know curtain raisers, as they call them, uh, were were a common thing for for many years. And so, um, yeah, it was one of my highlights as a player was when I played for Hawthorne under nineteens. We got to do a we played Carlton at the old at Princess Park, which I think is called, and maybe it's still Princess Park. It's where Carlton women play. Um, and uh, so we got to play the game before the Carlton Hawthorne, se- you know, seniors match with you know Platten Dunstall, Brereton. You know, it was just a just a thrill to play in front of you know thirty odd thousand people. Did, and, what, uh, let me see if I can get the other gentleman's name correct here. De Pietro Domenico. Dipier Domenico. Oh, I was close. close. I was Dipier, close. Yeah, I think a Dipper, the big Dipper. Yes. Um, well, I, yeah, I saw him. Uh, I saw him playing in a like a like a last game kind of game on bounce this weekend. Where oh. He was. Yeah, they had him. Uh, there were a bunch of you know uh, Dermot Brereton was I guess coaching the team, but uh, Nick Rewalt and Cam Mooney and uh, Nick Del Santo and. And then they were playing against a, a bunch of guys that looked like it was like it was a beer league. Uh, <laughs> and uh, different these days, I'm sure it looks like he could play uh, straight out of a beer league. Um, yes, yeah, so that's true. He, yeah. he was a big guy back in when he was in peak fitness, but tough man. Oh boy, he was a tough player. He was fun to watch. And talk about lifting elbows and 
yeah uh, swinging some arms um he was not shy about that either so uh, i bet the, i bet those hurt yeah but he was a skillful guy for a man of that size and quite quick and uh character what a character he's just such a character so um yeah that as i mentioned to you when we chatted a bit you know that being around hawthorne in the 80s was such a treat i mean it was um you know, I it's you've seen it a couple times now with Brisbane in the sort of two thousands and and Geelong a little bit, and then Hawthorne obviously, and now Richmond. You know, so you see these yeah. little mini dynasties kind of pop up occasionally, but Hawthorne so, just they just lasted so long. It was you know ten years worth almost. Right, right. So who's who's going to be the next one of those? Beside after Richmond, who's going to be the next one? While I've got you here, yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, Sydney looks impressive. I mean, you know, they got the academy and they've gotten I think that seven of their top eight goal kickers from last week were all academy kids. Wow. Um, so the you know eighteen nineteen into the early twenties, um, you know, buddy, you know, I I can't wait to see how he looks this weekend. Um, you know, I, yeah. So, I mean, if I'm thinking ahead a few years, that's not now, but right, right. You know, um, I think Richmond's still got a little bit, of t- a little bit more left in them. Obviously, that's awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> as much as uh, just yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think you know. I mean, if I was looking ahead a few years, Sydney looks like they've got their. You know, I would have said Brisbane. Other, you know, you can't write off one week, but right, right. Um, yeah, so Port Adelaide looks really good right now. So, but yeah, yeah, Sydney looks like they got that youth group coming through. Um, you know, they just they never fall all the way down. A bit like Hawthorne, they just kind of have these dips and then they come back up. So, um, and talk about skill! Wow, it was just fun to watch how skillful yeah. those players were. Yeah, I haven't. I have not watched the Sydney Brisbane game yet. That's one of the ones oh, I have not seen. You'll have it's a treat. Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah, definitely that, see that. Watch that game. Yeah, that one in Port Adelaide and North Melbourne. I have not watched yet. So okay, yeah, I've got to. I've got to get. I've got to get two of those yet. That's just been was oh, just yeah. busy with everything else going on and just. <laughs> Yeah, I got my got my second COVID shot this weekend, and yeah, oh, congrats. I kind of just awesome. it it was uh, I felt okay. I just was I was just tired, so I just uh, yeah, yeah. Understand, understand. Well, I've taken up a lot of your time. I I just wanted to jump. Hey, on no and, problem. Yeah, you know, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate yeah, you coming uh, on. I'm I'm glad you're not too mad at me. Uh, you know, not tipping uh, Melbourne this weekend. Well, I missed that. So when 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 I chimed in, I was a little bit late and. Uh, yeah, no, I can. I, you know, I certainly don't begrudge you picking Brisbane. Well, I think Melbourne at home will be a tough out, though. So. Yeah, I, I will. I will give you a bit of a preview. I am. I am tipping the D's men's game this weekend against St. Against St. Kilda. So okay, I am tipping the D's there, though. So yeah, that'll sh- be a good good match. I think Saints will get a couple good, good players back, but uh, yeah, that those two teams are fairly evenly matched. So. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a good one. So, yeah, I'm, I'm when I when I do my tips, I don't I don't want to, you know, because there are some games when you look at them and you think, okay, Team A should beat Team B by by seven goals, right? But but I don't I don't want to say that 
during a podcast and and have the fans of, of Team B go, well, if he doesn't think my team's worth a damn and they're going to get beat by seven goals, I'm not going to listen to this guy anymore. So I, uh, you know, I tend to massage the numbers down a little bit there. I, I tend to be a little bit more conservative. I mean, I mean, my biggest my biggest margin right now for this week I've got uh, is 14 points. Yeah, oh, so okay. that's my yeah. widest margin. Yeah. Well, I think so. every week anyone plays North, that'll be your. I mean, they do look like they're the. Unfortunately, sort of the team that is going to struggle. But. Well, you've got Gold Coast, you know, having to uh, to figure out how to, you know, how to recoup, you know, to re uh, reconfigure themselves, you know, having lost, you know, Matt Rowell again, unfortunately. True, true. Which is yeah. just, 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 just too bad for him. Yeah, it is. Yes, because they were very much in the West Coast game. Uh, I mean, the score didn't really reflect that. Yeah, they they scored. Uh, they, it was uh, like four four goals late. Yeah, they were very much in it, and you know, Rao could have definitely made the difference. So they did all right without him, but uh, yeah, it, it's one week's hard to. It's just hard to kind of put a kind of a finger on on how how teams are doing. So yeah, I mean, West Coast it, out. West Coast outscored him thirty four to eight in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, it so just was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they were. Late. I mean, mid, 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 halfway through the last quarter, they was. I think it was a five. It was under ten points, and um, yeah, they out, they outscored him by twenty six points, and they lost by twenty five points. Yeah. So I and I guess I had to go back and look. So was was Gold Coast actually in the lead after three? Yeah, I think they they were. Wow. Just, okay. Well, okay, I missed that thing. Was close. Yeah. To tied at, at three quarter yeah. time. So. Yeah. It okay. Was, it was late in the game that. That West Coast pulled away, but uh, um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be such a fun season. Just uh, uh, just fun to you know. Yeah, I'm kind of because because even Richmond, I thought Carlton was definitely in that game. They kind of yeah, they were a bunch of they were yep. chances and um, you know, Carlton's just experienced. They know how to finish it off, but uh, yeah, they what they yeah they had they just attacked the goal in the fourth. I mean, they had they went five goals seven in the fourth period or the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, yeah, I they know they know how to do that. Yeah, Lord Lord knows as a Geelong fan, I know they know how to do that in the second <laughs> half of a game. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, my goodness. Um, you know we'll we'll be tuning into the Brisbane match with great interest and absolutely uh, seeing how your cats yeah. respond. Well, we'll see who plays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you know, right? Yeah, I think you know, out, so. part of, part of I think you know last week, you know, had had Jeremy Cameron gone out with an injury a week ahead of time, I think it might maybe it's a different outcome. And again, I'm not taking anything away from Adelaide. Adelaide just put the wood to them. They did a great job against them. So I mean, I don't begrudge anything that Adelaide did. Uh, very impressed with them. It was great to see Tex Walker being Tex Walker. But you know, you know, Cameron tear, what tears up his hamstring. What was it? Just a few hours before they're going to be hopping on a flight to go to Adelaide. So right, I mean, it was you very know, late. Yeah, they're kind. They're kind of having a plan on the fly. Pun sort of intended there. Uh, but uh, you know, they're planning on. I think you know having their their two their two key forwards down there together. You know, pick your poison in terms of who you're going to defend. And now you have one, and that that young man that. Uh, that played against them. That uh, what was his name? Uh, Jordan Butts. He's only played three games, and and 
you know, Tom Hawkins had a very pedestrian, you know, he kicked two goals too, but it was, it was, it was not a Tom Hawkins type game. Yeah. You know, they, they they did a phenomenal job on him. Yep. He was held, held in check and, um, yeah, LA just, uh, just, uh, they just came out Geelong, I don't know. They knew what hit him. I think part of Danger's Dangerfield's problem when he made that, you know, when he bumped that uh, LA player was a bit of frustration too. I think, yeah, you know, and and uh, a little aggro. So, yeah, uh, I think they'll come out pretty ready. Is that game in Geelong? It's in Geelong. Or? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's in Geelong. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully that helps in terms of the. Yeah, the, the ground's being just a little different in size and, and dimension, so hopefully that maybe benefits them this week. Sure. Uh, now, I, I've looked at the, the overhead image of it. it. It doesn't look like a cigar to me. I keep hearing I keep hearing people referring to it as a cigar. As a cigar. It doesn't quite look like a cigar to me. Oh, like narrow and long? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause the, yeah, yeah, because at the at the widest point, it's it's I think it's like 10 or 12 yards narrower than most grounds. Sure. Or ten or twelve meters more narrow than most grounds, but it's longer from one end to the other, I think, than the other grounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and 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 that's kind of that's kind of a uh, a neat thing. It's, it's it's in some ways it's like baseball in terms of you know the dimensions of an outfield of an outfield fence. You know, every every no you know, ball fields kind of have their own little quirk. Yeah, well, and that's been the way it's been forever. I mean, you know, that's why some teams want to play it on the. Uh, they want to play out. They want to get games on the MCG because you know they they get you know the wide wings and you know if you don't play a lot on there, that's why Richmond plays the ground so well. And you know they get to play it eight times a year, you know. And so it is something to get used to. And uh, but it's like you know hockey or you know like you say baseball where you know you know there's certainly different dimensions that you just got to work through. And um, oh, I I didn't know the ice was di- the ice size was different, but that. Is that the case? Yeah, you get the international between college and pros. They have different ice sheets. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so you know, um, so it's it's you know, but again, it's just something to in the international. Uh, you know, when you play the you know the Olympic games, they have a different ice sheet. So, you know, it's not as dramatic as in baseball where every park's different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, footies. It's always been that way. The you, know, you, you tend to build. Generally, you used to build your team around the, you know, your home field. Um, it's probably less so these days, but because you know, especially in Melbourne, there aren't that many home parks anymore. It's pretty much just two. Everybody, everybody's building the same thing. I mean, you're, <laughs> it used you're, to be eleven, or you know, eleven in Melbourne and uh, one in Geelong. Well, ten in Melbourne because Melbourne and Richmond always shared the. Well, they didn't up till 1964. Uh, you know, Punt Road was. Richmond's home ground, but you know, then they moved to the MCG with Melbourne. And um, okay, yeah, but, well, that's... but everyone everyone else had a home ground. Yeah, so all of those all of the grounds that the, like the AFLW games are played at, for the most part, those are the the old VFL. Yeah, those are the old games. VFL, but in, but in many cases, those are also the grounds where those respective teams also hold their practices as well. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so other than like Melbourne and Melbourne moved down to they've got a field down just out of out of the city. It's a little bit of a drive. Um, it's Casey Field, which is down in Cran- a t- little town called Cranbourne, which is just outside of Melbourne. So, 
but yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, Collingwood and Carlton and and Footscray's playing well. The West, whatever Western Bulldogs, Footscray's playing out at Witten Oval, which is you know where they're from and where they you know where their men's team practice, but they don't play and played games there forever. Right so, now, is um, I know there's one old there's one park that still gets used for practice that that they built a housing development around it. Is that is that the one that's called Waverly so Park? That, yeah, so that's um so that's right by where I grew up. Um, okay, I grew up about half a mile from it used to be it's VF, it used to be VFL Park. Uh, it's in Waverly. Um, that's the suburb. Okay, so it's now called Waverly Park, I believe. But yeah, they kept the they kept parts of the original grandstand. Uh-huh. Not much, but just sort of a little subsection of it, and then Hawthorne, that's Hawthorne's practice facility. Okay, for the for the moment, um, and then there's yeah a bunch of, um, you know they put a bunch of housing up now that used to be the car park and yeah, um, so yeah that that's yeah that's right where I grew up uh, in Melbourne, um, and yeah it was a very we used to go there all the time you know and. Uh, uh, so the game of the week would be played at VFL Park. It wasn't anyone's home ground. Okay. Back then, it was just the sort of the home of the game of the week, and um, they'd use it for night games and preseason games. And um, we had a we I played it on a couple times in high school, and um, so it was kind of a ground for everyone to use. And um, but it it's out of town a bit, and there's no train line to it, which is okay. a big deal in Melbourne. I mean, you can get everywhere on a train in Melbourne. So uh, you couldn't get to Waverley, though, to, to VFL Park on a train. So that really was the issue because um, parking was a nightmare. And just so the how, how close can you get to that park by train? Do you get, can you get within a mile or so of no, it? No, nothing. Uh, oh, wow. No, nothing. It, it's just – it was probably poorly – Back when it was built, there was nothing out there. It was sort of the okay. outer edge of the city. Okay. Um, maybe they thought they'd get a train line out there eventually, but I think the closest train line station is like a, a train station called Springvale, and it's, I don't know, it's several miles away. Okay. It's, wow. it's not easy to get to. So, but because everyone goes to the footy on a train pretty much. I mean, the, you know, the MCG is right next to Richmond Station and, and right, right in right in the center of Melbourne or, more, or just almost to the center of the city. Mm-hmm. So, and so is Marvel stadium. I mean, they're all extremely accessible by train. Well, so and it almost looks clear. It almost looks, you know, having looked at like Google maps and Google earth and that sort of thing, it almost appears though, that if you really wanted to, that you could, you could basically watch a game at Marvel or at the MCG and then just, you know, walk to the other park to watch yes. another game. Yeah, it, it is almost that close um okay. it's a bit of a walk it's a short train ride or a tram ride okay most people probably catch a tram uh you could walk up the hill from the mcg and catch a tram into the city and it's just you know it's a not even a mile and well then, then if that's the case know. then i'd rather watch the game at marvel first and then walk down the hill to the mcg <laughs> if, if <we're... laughs> yeah well and people do do that i mean if they're you know the timing of the games, um, as such. You know you could hit you could hit two games in a day easily, um, and uh, I'm hoping to do that someday. Yeah, you are going to get yourself out there. I'm going to make sure we're going to make sure that happens. I'm hoping that happens someday. That would be that would be so uh, that just would be so cool to do that. Uh, 
I, yeah, I you would... gotta get yourself down to Geelong somehow. I mean, that's a bit of a drive, but well, you know, I, I, uh, I suppose I could, uh, I could maybe make the drive myself eventually. But uh, I, I remember my wife and I. My wife spent a year in college in uh, Scotland, mm-hmm. um, and when we got married, we got married and we went on our honeymoon about oh nine months after we had been married. So we got married in December. We went on our honeymoon in the following August. And at that point in time, my wife was, was pregnant with our son and we were, my sister and her husband, he was in the U S air force and he was stationed in England. So we were staying, we were staying with their next door neighbors for a couple of days. And she became, she became very ill and she actually ended up in, in the hospital in the UK. She almost had a miscarriage while she was there. Now, you know, turned out okay. You know, he's he's an yeah. officer in the military now. He's he's a smart kid. He's turned out great. But you know, I had never been there before. I had never driven <laughs> you know, a car on that side of the road. You know, here's here's my wife. You know, we've been married less than a year. She's oh, in the she's in the hospital in a place that I have no clue where it is. Yeah. The the neighbors that we're staying with are in their seventies. They're, you know, they're, they, they don't, they don't see well at night. So I'm trying to drive to this hospital on the left-hand side of, on the left-hand side of the road. And, you know, and my brain keeps telling me, go, you're on the wrong side of the road the whole way there. So I keep drifting back to the right side and I have, no, you're in the correct spot, you know, and just, it was, that was a bit of a nightmare, you know? So she spent a couple days in the hospital and after that she was, you know, she was fine. Yeah, we 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 went up to we went up to Scotland and visited some of her friends from college. We uh, we yeah. uh, we we got to uh, yeah we got to Stirling Castle. We got to go see the military tattoo at the at the uh, Edinburgh Castle, which was fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, I uh, no, you'd be fine. I think you you by the time you get to Australia, you'll you'll have so many followers and friends that'll no doubt uh, take care of you to. Uh, to get yourself down to 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 GMHBA, so well, Cadinia Park, which is yeah. you know, again, I'm showing my age, but uh, no, that's I. Hey, you so know what? I wouldn't sweat it too much. We st- I still call the stadium here in Cleveland Jacobs Field, so yeah, yeah. Even it's though they hard to lose those old names, but yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you'll, you'll uh, I think this will work out well by the time Australia opens up and. Uh, you can get yourself down there, then uh, uh, you'll have plenty of places to stay. And, uh, and I'm going to have to buy some new recording equipment so I can do some, uh, so yes, I can do some there. Yeah. Oh, I, I know what piece of equipment I want to get. It's just, uh, I know exactly what I want to get. So we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. And yeah. somebody just posted on the line there. It's still Cardinia park there. And I, and, and I, I wish I knew who this was by the name there. Cause it's uh I wish they would identify themselves by name here because, you know, you've been putting all sorts of great comments on here. Um, you know, saying that getting to Cardinia Park is, is on my bucket list, and it absolutely is. I mean, uh, if I'm coming there for one game, I'm going to be there for two. Okay, so yeah. whenever, they, whenever a fixture comes out, oh, it's Denise. Okay, terrific. Uh, Denise sends me all kinds of, uh, of uh, fun political things online as well, and I, and I try – on on my Facebook page, and I, I tend to stay away from that sort of thing with regards to the podcast because I, you know, again, I'm not trying to alienate anybody. Anybody, and it's not 
the place for that. I mean, I, I, I yeah. definitely have political views on things and other people have political views, which are, which are completely fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I would absolutely love to get there. I mean, I, I, I have done the, the, in the last couple of years, I've done the thing where you sit down with the flights and, you know, try to figure out, okay, if I left on a, if I left on a Wednesday and I got there on a Thursday and, you know, there would be, a, I could catch a game here on a Friday and here on a Saturday and here on a Sunday sure. afternoon. And then yeah. if, you know, if I was there for a couple of weeks, I could do that over two weekends. Then you know, if I left, yeah. got there, you know, left midweek and the following week, I just could see, and hopefully do a little sightseeing as well, besides just footy. But yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of Melbourne is getting around is so easy. So, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a breeze. So with the transit system, so yeah, you'd have, um, you, you know, it, it's really pretty stress-free. So, um, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll have plenty of people giving you advice once, once, once you decide when that's going to be. So, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And my son said he wants to make this trip with me as well, but I've not, I've not been able to get him to watch any footy yet. He's been, he's been busy with everything that he's got going on right now. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, opened up yeah. an eBay store where he's. Uh, I think he wants to when he when he finishes his time in the military, he wants to possibly like open up a sports card store. Quite frankly, we'll see. So there he's kind go. of involved with that sort of thing. So sure, yeah. Well, there's plenty of footy cards down there too. So oh. you know, I've not seen one of those in person yet either. I yeah, actually, are... yeah. Fro- Frode keeps putting pictures of those online. He keeps getting all the the new ones from the Bulldogs, and I yeah. and I like I like you calling them foot scray. And I think that, you know, well, they'll always be Footscray to me. I, I, you know, um, in fact, I, you know, I just don't even like the name Western Bulldogs. It, it just doesn't even, yeah, I, I, I don't well, understand it, but that's you know, I heard, I heard somebody say that, uh, and it was on another podcast. Somebody was talking about how they were a, they were a Bulldog supporter and they were, they were in a restaurant somewhere. And they had a they had a bulldog bulldogs Guernsey on, and they and the the people working at the restaurant in in Melbourne were upset that they were that they were supporting you know a team from Perth, oh. not making the connection that no it's it's that's not exactly what this means. Oh wow, yeah, that's just confusing, you know. Um, yeah, I never understood when they why they changed it in the first place, and they should take it back. I you know. It's uh, would it make would it make more sense, you know, you having lived there, would it make more sense if they referred to the club as as West Melbourne? Since you had you since you used to have, you know, the South Sydney or the South Melbourne Swans, you've got North Melbourne, you've got Melbourne. Had they called them West yeah. Melbourne? Would that would that make sense? Um, well, I think that was the intent they were going for was that it is, you know, on, on the western side of the city. Um, right. And maybe they were trying to get more of a regional yeah, okay. They're not far from they're not far from Essendon either. Essendon's on the west side too. Uh and um so yeah, I, yeah, there was probably a reason in the beginning why they were, you know, they were based in Footscray and um the home ground was in Footscray and you know, there was I don't know, in north was north. South South Melbourne never made a lot of sense because south south of Melbourne is is Port Phillip Bay. There is nothing south of Melbourne. So I mean, okay. You know, they're sort of on the edge of the city. You know, um, right by St Kilda. There, um, it's just funny when you look at the city. When you look at the map of, I always try and explain this to my 
American friends about, you know, the old VFL, uh, they're like, how did you have 11 pro teams essentially, you know, um, in one city, you know, which is about uh-huh. the same size as Minneapolis, St. Paul, where I live. And, uh, just like, just take your suburbs, <laughs> you know, and, and put a, you know, 20,000 seat ground in and you, there's your club, you know, and, uh, it was, that's how it was developed. So it's pretty remarkable really that even today that, that so many of them have survived really. I mean, you know, aside of Fitzroy and South, you know, who went, you know, to Sydney and Brisbane. Right. Right. I mean, they're all still there. Right. Yeah. It's, and, uh, which makes it kind of such a great sporting town. Right. And that, and, and, and this might still irk, you know, supporters of clubs in in the city. But that's that's one of the reasons why I decided to become a cat supporter was to be a uh, a supporter of a uh, you know of a club you know outside. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Denise posted on here. She said, "I think I think they wanted to be more inclusive, Footscray, and many surrounding suburbs, not just Footscray." So You're correct. Sense, what Denise, you what yeah. you said, you know, have a bigger uh, catchment area for fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure. They were struggling too. I mean, you know, they they've had little success over the years, and same as you know, in the '80s when you know the when Sydney you know, South South Melbourne moved to Sydney, and and then Fitzroy was moving to Brisbane. Um, but before that, they were trying to merge teams like Hawthorne and Fitzroy were talking. I mean, I don't know if you know this, Craig, but Melbourne and Hawthorne, I mean, they they almost merged in the in the '90s. Um, you know, there was it, it was a highly politicized, highly emotional period. Um, they were going to become the, you know, the Melbourne Hawks or the Hawthorne Demons. I don't, I don't know which way they were going to go, but um, both. Oh, you really you know what though? A lot of debt and struggling, and um, and and so, you know, that's probably why Footscray did what they did. They wanted to expand. You know, like Denise said, grab grab a, a wider um, a wider suburb base to yeah to build their membership you know because all these clubs are based on their memberships you know that's right, you know, right. and their sponsors you know they don't have private funding generally to you know to to cover the costs wouldn't wouldn't it be cool to see what a demon hawk looked like though <laughs> wow i mean if you had you know the, the bird with the, you know with red eyes or something that that would just kind of you know, yeah, wow. I, I bet you if you look, if you if you if you did a Google search, you'd probably find some. Yeah, they probably they got as far as mocking up, you know, team names and jerseys and and you know uh, logos and stuff. I mean, it was very they had they were basically having votes to by the various social clubs and members to to do the merger, and oh, it was that bad. Well, you, you know? And and one of the cool things if we find one of those, you know, Ben Brown can run past it and wave, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that comes back to Ben. <laughs> I love it. That's really uh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, some some someday Ben Brown's gonna come on the podcast and he's just gonna yes. he's gonna yell at me about this or he's gonna right. he's gonna somebody Well, you know, if Mr. McDonald comes on, he's not with the he's not with the club anymore, but I'm sure he could get a message to him. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> well and, and yeah, and before I go, I should mention um I was going to send you a note, but um, my dad did say that if, if you know he could certainly coordinate uh, some some contacts for you if you wanted to 
get some some folks on either well, Melbourne or Hawthorne. Um, that would be fantastic. Still, not still connected and, to both clubs, you know. Not so. not to mention it would be fantastic to talk to him as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He'd love to do it. I'm sure if you talk about, uh, you know, uh, yesteryear and uh, and then his his story through the. Yeah, he, he yeah he's, he's 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 a very modest man, but he uh, he was just tickled pink to to hear the uh, podcast. So um, yeah, you know, I think you know as you get older, you 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 hope you don't get too forgotten along the journey. And well, uh, so well, yeah, no, I, I I'll, let's chat offline on that you one. You know, I I will I yes, absolutely. But you know, if you happen to share this one with your dad, you know, Mr. Davis, I. I truly appreciate you sharing this game with your son, who's now sharing it with me as well. This has been, this has been terrific, and and uh, and it, your humility, your humbleness is is wonderful. But sir, you've had one heck of a career. Yes, he has. Yeah. Yes, you've had one heck of a career. Yeah. Well, and and. Yeah, so let's uh, we can certainly work that out. Absolutely. Cool. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Well, I better I better get through my uh yeah, my tips here because it, well it, it's it's te- it's ten fifteen in the evening here and I've got to get to bed I've got to get up at work I've got to get up for work at five o'clock. Absolutely. Well, I'll hang yeah. up and let you finish your uh, okay your review of the next round. Terrific. So it, was, it was fun to chat. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, Hi, man. Denise. It's great to have you on. Yeah. Great to have you on. Thanks a bunch. All I right. appreciate Thanks, it. Yeah. Well, you bet. You. Have a great evening. Yeah. Uh, bye bye. All right, thanks to Tony Davis for 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 coming on. That was a great talk there. And and Denise, I appreciate you coming on. I know you had to leave and and hop on a Zoom call. And and I I appreciate all of the the uh, the clips and such that you send to me. Lots of fun with those. Very thought provoking things as well. There. Now I, you know, I was going to spend some time talking about some of the things that went on last round. And you know, there are just some just some of the highlights that I wanted to just you know, and I'm going to touch on here that uh, some things that jumped out at me. And it and it's just it really just sucks seeing, you know, Matt Rowell get banged up again. And, and having seen that injury, I was convinced, and it looked to me a lot like the, uh, the injury that Bo Jackson had when he played with the Los Angeles Raiders back in the, I think the nineties, the early nineties where he kind of got tackled and he came down on his knee and it had pushed his hip all out of, a lot of whack. And I think it had actually like, it dislocated his hip. To me, that's what it looked like initially with Matt Rowell's injury, but it sounds like it's an MCL injury, which will hopefully heal up on its own and is going to allow him to hopefully get back on the ground in another 10 to 12 weeks, I think they said. So he should be back for maybe the last third of the season. Uh, but it's, you know, you know, I think they've still got a lot of young talent there. And as I was, I was mentioning to, to Mr. Davis there that, you know, it's just, uh, you know, West Coast just closed out that game in a flurry last week, you know, with, you know, you know, going five goals, four to one goal, two in the fourth quarter. You know, just, you know, what was that, 20 or 34 points to eight. So they outscored him 34 to eight in the fourth quarter there. That just was a, was a, a just a, a drubbing in that fourth quarter there. And, you know, Oscar Allen had a monster game with four goals. And that, that late goal that Liam Ryan had, looked so much like a, a classic Eddie Betts type goal, just, you know, in the wide open, several bounces, you know, kicking it from 45 yards out and it just squirting right on through. And 
just one of those wonderful adages here of not having your dribble kick hit the post. Um, you know, again, you know, the Geelong game with Adelaide, you know, Tex Walker had a monster game was, you know, and, and I have to, you know, I have to tip my cap again to, to Jordan Butts for just, you know, shutting down Tom Hawkins for all intents and purposes. He had a very pedestrian two goals too. And, and Butts did a nice job on him. He learned, I think he learned a great deal in this game and it's, would it have been different had Jeremy Cameron played? Maybe, but but we don't know that. We're never going to know that now. Okay, he's he wasn't able to play that game. Yeah, so we're, we we don't know what would have what would have occurred in that game there. So, uh, but again, you know, Patty Dangerfield's going to be out for three rounds, and that that's going to really, you know, I don't know if this. Well, I, I I think I do know. I think this is a distinct possibility that the. Uh, that this could cost the Cats a double chance in the finals if they make finals at all. I mean, they still have a tough road to hoe in terms of their schedule. And, you know, they, you know, having lost him for, you know, the first matchup with Brisbane, you know, with uh, with Melbourne as well, and then with with Hawthorne, you know, I think they were hoping that, you know, if they were going to come out of the first couple of rounds, I think they were hoping to come out, you know, two and two or three and one, hopefully. But, uh who knows what's going to happen now? I mean, that's a, that's a banged up team right now. And they're going to be relying on some of these younger players who in some cases have been getting passed by at the expense of maybe the older players. You know, I guess in a perfect world, you know, I, I tipped them to win the finals this year and uh, we'll see if they make the eight now. Okay. I, I think they still will, but I'm wondering whether or not they get the opportunity to, to have a double chance. I don't know if that happens. Uh, you know, a couple of the other things that went on this weekend, you know, you had uh, Andrew McGrath had a monster game this weekend for Essen in, in, in a loss. I mean, he had 33 disposals and 11 tackles. I mean, just an, an absolutely huge game. And, you know, Arazio Fantasia is getting himself primed for a rematch with his former club Essendon this weekend. You know, and he went four goals four, you know, for Port and, you know, against the, against the D's. And it was a... Uh, it was a it was a tough, you know, tough game for North. I mean, they're they're going to have some growing pains this year, okay. But you know, I think that North, if nothing else, if North has a year similar to what Sydney has or had last year, and similar to what Adelaide has had last year, where they they may struggle to to put wins on the ladder, but as long as they're playing hard week in and week out. And they're becoming better players for going into 2022. I think that can only help them. I mean, you know, if I remember correctly, did they not? They dispatched what was it, 11 or 12 players from their list at the end of last season? They dropped, they delisted like a, a quarter, if not more, of their list last year. And and they just completely re, retooled their entire roster. Okay, their entire list. Yeah, so there were some fantastic things that went on. You know, Bailey Smith had a, had a, a significant, significantly good game. You know, I think that uh, if you haven't seen that photograph of Bailey Smith where he's just airborne during the course of that game, uh, yeah, I that was the background on my computer at school today. I put that up on the uh, the computer because um, I'll, I'll try to put an image related to footy on the background every day so the kids, you know, see it a little bit. I mean, I've, I've now put a couple stickers on the door coming into my classroom. So kids will see that I've got one that has, 
the uh, the logos, if you will, like the the Guernsey designs for all 18 clubs on it. I've got an Australian Rules Football Forever sticker on there, then also a, a Geelong sticker, which uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it there. I'm a little little down in the dumps about about the cats right now, but we'll see what happens. Okay, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my tips right now for for this week here. So going into round two, um, and by the way, if you haven't done so yet, you know, check out. Uh, my new website, and I'll mention it again, uh, a yank at the footy, a com. It's a standalone website that's just for the podcast. It's not associated with uh, the Podbean app anymore. I mean, I still have that. I'm still, that's who still is, is providing my hosting service. But this is a, this is a website that's just for the podcast. It allows me to uh, in, interact with uh, people on the site where they can leave voicemails about, uh, their views on things, maybe comments that I've made during a podcast episode or about their favorite club during the course of a game, if they wanted to do that sort of thing. Um, there's a blog on there as well. There's a spot where people can uh, leave uh, messages as well that, that end up showing up in my email. Uh, there's a mailing list on there that where you can subscribe to the podcast where you'll actually get new episodes sent to you. Now, there are 30 or 35 people that I have on my regular email list for the podcast and I'm still sending out um, emails to them when a new episode comes out. But if they sign up on this other one, if I'm not mistaken, it will show up instantaneously for you. It'll get there as soon as it comes out and it gets posted to that, uh, to that site. It will show up with you then. Okay. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, uh, there's also a link to the storefront there. Uh, the buy me a coffee page, if you're interested in doing that sort of thing as well. Um, you know, those are both on there as well. But I just I I just think it's it's kind of a really neat, clean looking site. It gives me some flexibility. Now, I will confess, I did not design the website. I'm not tech savvy. I tried that for months doing that. And it was just it was I, I don't do I don't do HTML. I don't set up websites. That, that's not my ex- area of expertise. OK. But what I did discover and I found and if you're doing a podcast, I would highly recommend this. It's a, a an organization called Podpage, and they actually do po- they do podcast websites. They have websites that are geared specifically towards people who are doing podcasts. They have about a dozen different templates where you can plug your information in and what's called the RSS feed from your podcast where your where your audio comes from, and you link to that, and you link to your Facebook and your Twitter and your Instagram and your Tumblr or whatever else you might happen to have, and it pools all that stuff together. And it puts all that information there for you. And it'll have your Twitter feed up on your on your page of your uh, website as well. So people can, if they're not on Twitter, they can still see what, what tweets you happen to have put out as well. Okay. It's just a really neat tool that I think is going to help to maybe grow the podcast some, get more people interested in, uh, in hopefully wanting to check it out. And again, that's a, a yankonthefooty.com. Now, my tips for this week, because we're already uh, rolling in on about 90 minutes here, and I, I'm going to try to wrap this up here. Uh, I appreciate those of you who are listening st- uh, for still tuning in. Um, okay, the first game this weekend, we've got Carlton and Collingwood. Both of them looking for their first win. I think that uh, I think the Blues are a little bit closer to getting that first win. Harry Mackay had a really solid game against the Tigers this week. Uh, Two goals, three. I think he's becoming a force there. Um, I'm going to go with the Blues, and I've got Carlton winning this one by nine points. 
Okay. Here is the game that some people are going to laugh at me for tipping it this way, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to do this, okay? Brisbane visiting Cardinia Park or GMBHA Stadium if I must. Okay? To face the uh the beat up, suspended, disgruntled, crabby, grumpy, hopefully resilient Geelong Cats. I think that the Cats figure out a way to rally the troops in this game. You know, they're, they're going to be compelled to play a couple of younger players that might be bringing a little bit more speed to the midfield. Than, uh, than even Minch Duncan and Patty Dangerfield have. They're going to be compelled to do that sort of thing. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to see Jeremy Cameron this week yet as well. I'm going home ground advantage here because we're now have 75% capacity. I'm going to take Geelong in this game by seven points. I think they get their first win of the season here. I think Brisbane goes 0-2. And as, uh, as uh, Tony said before, um, no O2 team has ever won the grand final. So this may very well doom the Lions here. Or it might doom the Cats if I'm wrong. And the game of round number two. And it's uh it's exciting for a couple of reasons. One, it sounds like it's going to be the return of Buddy Franklin and his pursuit of a thousand goals and, and helping Sydney win. And this is being played at the Sydney Cricket Ground. I'm going to go ahead and tip Sydney in this game. They played extraordinarily well. Adelaide played extraordinarily well. They both beat two club. They both beat a club that many people have tipped to play finals this year to play in the, the grand final. They both beat them by at least a couple of goals. I am going to go with Sydney on this game uh, as a home as a home uh, crowd advantage here as a home team advantage. I've got Sydney winning this one by nine points. And we got Port Adelaide and Essendon. And uh, Port is playing at home. They're hosting Essendon. And Orazio Fantasia is going to get an opportunity to face his uh, former team here for the first time, coming off a huge game. Now, I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, Port Adelaide can count on him kicking four goals four for them this year or this week, I should say, but it could happen. And I and I'm sure that that he's going to want to have as good a game as he possibly can against his former club. And I'm going to go with Port Adelaide in this game. I've got Port winning this one by 11 points. Okay, I've got Port taking this one by 11. And uh, Tony, again, as I'd mentioned to you before, St Kilda and Melbourne. I've got the D's winning this one by eight. Okay, the D's uh, they they beat a solid Frio team yeah, that's got a lot of injuries, but. Uh, they handled them pretty good. They uh, very close in uh, inside fifties. Clayton Oliver had a great game with thirty-five disposals, and, and I just I think the D's are uh, the D's are going to go ahead and uh, and take this one because I, I don't know how many I don't know how many talls the uh, um, that the Saints are going to have back. So I think Max Gone could have a pretty significant game. Okay. Um. Then we got Gold Coast and North Melbourne. Okay, we got Gold Coast and North Melbourne here. And uh, I am going to go with the Suns in this game. They're playing at home. I think this is their home opener here. 
Uh, North is uh, is still, you know, learning how to 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 win. They they haven't yet. Of course, neither has Gold Coast yet. They play they played the Eagles tough last week. They were ahead at the end of the third quarter, and then it just kind of the wheels fell off for them. Okay, uh, they kind of ran out of gas, and I think that uh, you know coming home, uh, possibly playing in maybe some slightly warmer weather, might work to their advantage. You know, they're going to have to figure out how to replace Matt Rowell in, in the lineup. Now, yes, they had some experience with that last year, unfortunately. But I do think that uh, Gold Coast takes this win or takes this game and wins this one by eight points. And the next round, the next game of the round is uh, Richmond and Hawthorne. Now, I uh, I think, you know, arguably the best best game of the round last week and again, I still haven't watched Sydney and Brisbane, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that one turned out. I'll probably turn that one on in the morning at school tomorrow just to take a peek at that at, uh, when I get to school at 6. But the, the game of the round last week was Essendon and Hawthorne. I mean, that was just that was just a slugfest going back and forth. And 92-91, I think they were, what, 147 lead changes in that game, something like that? Just a, a huge amount of lead changes. So, you know, I'm not, I, it's hard to even, – even with a – a squad that is is devoid the stars that he's had in the past. I think that uh, I think you're you're hard pressed to 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 bet against Alistair Clarkson in in a, a big game, if you will. But uh, I I still think that Richmond's too talented here, and this is actually the widest margin I have for any of the games this week. Okay, so you know I've got uh, I've got Richmond winning this one by by 14 points. Okay, you know I just think I think Richmond's too strong of a club at this point in time, and I think they're going to take this one by 14. And the last game of the round, GWS heads west to Optus Stadium to take on Frio. And, uh, you know, Frio's still a little bit banged up. Uh, they had some uh, they had some good things happen last week as well, though. You know, Matthew Taberner had, you know, kicked three goals. They, they had a, a young Ruck who's only playing in, like, his first or second game, and he uh, – he did an he did an admirable job in in the game last week, but uh, I think Frio at home in front of a, a you know, hopefully a big crowd for them, I think they're able to squeak this out. I, I've got Frio winning this one by nine points. Okay, so there are my tips for this week. I'll be honest with you, I don't recall my tips from last week to know how well I did or how poorly I did. I know I know I picked Western. I tipped Western. I tipped Car uh, the Tigers. I think I tipped Frio last week, so I know I got that one wrong. Okay. And, uh, well, I know I didn't tip Adelaide. And I know I didn't tip Sydney, so I got those two wrong as well. I'm pretty sure I tipped Hawthorne. I know I tipped Port Adelaide. And I actually, I think I tipped Gold Coast in that game as well. And I know I tipped St. Kilda in that game. So, so I got, I think I went like six and three, five and four last week, so. Fair, not a great week, okay, but fair. You know, a couple key injuries, you know, big suspension, you know, coming up for the cats. They're going to have to weather that storm. Um, you know, it's uh, this has been a great evening. You know, I, I, Tony, I appreciate you coming on, sir. Um, you got Carl, okay. Denise has got her tips here. She's got Carlton by seven. She's got Geelong, Port Adelaide, the Saints, Gold Coast, Richmond, the Bulldogs, and GWS winning. Okay. All right. We're going to hold you to that, okay? 
We're going to hold you to that. So, hey, folks, I appreciate you tuning in. I, I really like the idea of doing the the tips and that sort of thing and have people come on uh, to talk about the game. You know, we got, uh, you know, we got to talk to Tony for, you know, a considerable amount of time, uh, you know, tonight, which is fantastic. I, I love learning about the game from people who have significantly more experience with it or around it than I do, which is, you know, if you're tuning in, that's probably you. Okay, because most of the people who are listening are are folks who are already fans of this game. I don't I know there are a couple of people tuning in that have just discovered the game that are beginning to fall in love with the game as well. But most of you who are are listening are are people who who have been fans of this game for many, many years or decades. And I, I truly appreciate you tuning in. I truly appreciate your insight. I love learning about the game from you. It's a. Uh, it is a it's a it's a great learning experience for me, and I I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate the generous the generosity of your time, of your insight, of your of your friendship on here. Quite frankly, you know I I've not had a you know I've not had what I would call a confrontational uh, issue with anybody on here at all yet. We've had I've had disagreements in terms of of ideas that I've had and that they've had, but, it, but that's, that's okay. That's, I think that's what, what footy is supposed to be about in, in many ways. But again, you know, I'm, as I've said from the outset of, uh, of this podcast, I said, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a cat supporter. I want to see them go, you know, okay, this year, 21 and one. But other than that, I want to watch good footy. Okay. I want to watch, I want to watch good games. I don't, I don't necessarily want to watch a blowout. I, I, I want to see a game that comes down to, you know, a, a kick after the goal to win the game, okay, or a smother of a kick, at you know at the uh, at the horn that wins a game or that wins a game and keeps that that winning kick from going through, okay. I want to see things like that happen. To me, that that's exciting. That's that's a, a great thing, okay. So again, I don't you know I don't begrudge any club. Yes, I want my club to win, but I don't. That doesn't mean I want your club to lose, and unless they're playing my club that week. But other than that. I just want to see good footy and I hope everybody's club wins. And I know that's not possible and that's a little patronizing and that sort of thing, but it is what it is. I want you to, I want you to be, you know, be enjoying the game as well. Cause there've been a lot of changes this year. You know, we've, we've seen that, you know, the, the crackdown on, on, uh, on head high contact, you know, we, we have the, the standing on the mark thing, which maybe that's going to open the game up. Maybe that's not such a bad thing. It just, you know, Initially, my initial gut reaction, and I think the reaction of some people that maybe don't know the game as, you know, as well like me, like myself, you know, maybe we didn't, we were a little slow on the uptake about the fact that, you know, it's going to allow the the player who's taken the mark to to get a bit of a step ahead, of, you know, ahead of themselves, you know, going laterally, and hopefully getting away from the defender to open the to open the game up and possibly lead to more scoring. You know, I. I worry about a little bit still, though, about the the whole idea of just jeopardizing the, the the defense. You know, I look at what the NFL has done with defense. You know, and they've 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 gutted it. They've they've basically, uh, what who was it? It was uh, James White from Georgia, who's a New Eagles supporter. I think it was him that said that you know that that the NFL has basically turned. You know, for, if you follow the NFL, um. 
they do what are called seven on seven drills, where it's going to be the quarterback, the running backs, the receivers going up against the secondary, the defensive backs, the linebackers who are covering the receivers. Uh, he said that it's it's basically the NFL has turned into, you know, seven on seven drills where just once in a while, one of the five fat guys on the line on either side does something. That it's basically, you know, they, they've taken so much out of the game to allow for the ball to be thrown down the field long distances and, and you know, not allowing the defensive players to touch the receivers at all once they reach a certain distance downfield. And it's just, you know, had a lot of ticky-tack penalties, that sort of thing, okay? So, hey, folks, I do appreciate you tuning in. I really do. I cannot thank you enough. Those of you who are listening after the fact, uh, I if you like the idea of the live format, do me a favor. Leave me a voicemail on uh, – on the website, on the website, ayankonthefooty.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I'd love to put together a collection of voicemails into an episode so I can share with other people what your thoughts are as well. I'd love to hear your tips and put them out there as well. That would be fantastic. I'd love to be able to do that sort of thing and engage with people and just grow this and hope that you share the podcast or that you share the the, uh, the website with your friends and family as well and, 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 and drive some... Uh, Drive some traffic there. Sounds like I'm, I'm in business, but I mean, I guess technically you could say I am. But I'm, I'm just trying to you know, garner some interest in the podcast. So I, I truly appreciate those of you who are tuning in. I can't thank you enough. Okay, again, the website's a yankonthefooty.com. Okay, you can still reach me on Twitter. You can still reach me on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm still available at yankonthefooty at gmail.com as well. I still check that email several times a day. So. Wherever you want to get in touch with me, I'm I'm still there. It's just that I think that this this website is a significant upgrade than the free website that I get from the Podbean app, which basically has just a list of the episodes and little more than that. Okay, this has so many more avenues to go down for the podcast. So, folks, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up here. I love the fact that you're listening. I hope your team does well. We've got clubs that we all love, but bottom line, we love this game. And as Liam Ryan showed us this past week, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never, ever hit the post. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Craig Wessels from A Yank on the Footy and AYankOnTheFooty.com. I'll catch you later. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I appreciate it.